0: Hello and welcome to episode eight of Miscellaneous Weekly. Uh I said last week this episode would be special, and it is even more special than I originally thought. Because the day this goes out is the same day that What's the Frequency drops its second episode, and I have James Oliva here with me.
1: Hey. Hi, how you doing? <laughs>
0: Uh, So yeah, James is the creator of What's the Frequency, and also a very good actor. He plays Michael Tate in Greater Boston, General What an Asshole, oh (laughs) god, I'm sorry, General Willard in Oak Podcast, (laughs) and uh, others, Apollo and Jim Robbie in The Wanderers, Sam in Misadventure by Death, Stranded in Radiation World.
1: Yes. Uh, You
0: had a part in Otherverse, you had a part in Haven Chronicles. Yes it was one more
1: I feel like oh i well, i've done i did um I did a small little thing for ours paradoxica uh I played another another military dude uh like yeah yeah like I was on the phone I was the guy who uh who does the favor for um the guy who's looking for his friend who's a part of like the odor team or whatever I've got his name oh yeah yeah, uh
0: okay, and oh uh Alvi from- oh yeah from starship iris
1: that's, that's right
0: that's the one I was trying that's to think actually of.
1: one of those ones that that it's it's odd I've had people be like you know like oh no 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 he was on starship and I'm like I was on starship for like five seconds and I'm dead I'm sorry for spoilers um, but that's really <laughs> it happens in the first episode maybe they talk about his death in the first but I but I'm officially I appear in the second episode um, via uh, uh, some sort of video message or something like that and I'm I'm, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm talking all weird about stuff that they're like, that's not really that guy, and he doesn't talk like that. And so, I mean, I, I mean I've mean, i petitioned for a prequel starring um, Albie, and um, they don't care. So, <laughs> I'm like, listen, cash in on me now. No. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, no, that's actually an interesting one, because I, 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 I tend to forget it kind of not because it, it for any reason other than like i did it so long ago and i was in it for five seconds and yet every now and then it comes up where somebody's like oh yeah you were in starship and i was like what
0: oh yeah i was <laughs> i mean you were only in it for like a couple minutes but it played a very big part in the beginning mystery so yeah. i feel like that's probably why people remember
1: it you know what i didn't get a chance i i It's like, I only get to listen to, like, so many podcasts right now because, and and I think a lot of AD people will tell you that, is that that they don't really be, they're not able to keep up with as much as they were when they were just a fan. And um, I didn't, all right, so I didn't start out as a fan. I kind of grew into it because I was already doing Michael, uh, and I didn't know anything about uh, AD um, work. I mean, I knew about it in the sense of, like, when I was a kid, I knew of radio plays and stuff like that, but I didn't know about uh, the whole new podcasting sort of movement of, of Uh, Mm -hmm. radio drama or in this case audio drama and uh so when it came time for uh for me to work on greater boston and i I was already writing my own stuff for like screen and stuff like that um that was going nowhere really so (laughs) so you know it became like it came like a perfect storm it's like you know alex alex and jeff uh and i was a big supporter of them and they were like well look if if you ever want to do anything let us know and so you know, uh, I decided to come up with a concept that might work in, in the audio drama uh, world, and I had some working knowledge of some shows, um, so uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't really come in as as knowledgeable as everyone else did. So I just wanted to to, to, to really out myself like that is is just just really let people know is that um, I don't know anything. And no, <laughs> no. I, 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 writing. I can talk. We can talk for days. As far as audio drama, I'm, I'm still, um, thankfully, learning everything, and I'm still lear- uh, uh If anything, I'm thankful that I don't know everything because um, I don't come with any pre- preconceived notions about what can be done or what can't be done. So, um, yeah. I, I think I like that so far. I think I like, you know, when I go to Alex, I go, Hey, let's do this, and he goes, You can't do that. This is audio drama. And then I go, Let's find a way. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh i'm only just starting to like script an idea that i don't even know if i'm gonna do anything with it but i took it to someone who was like well how are you gonna convey this in audio drama and i was like well you know i'd hope that the listeners would be able to pay enough attention to remember where the characters are (laughs) (laughs) yeah because that was his big complaint was it was set in a store, and the, the main character is hiding behind a flower display, and she knocks over the flower display. Uh huh. And uh, the person was like, Well, how are they gonna know that that's a flower display? And it's like, Well, she says it's a flower display, right? Right, two minutes before this,
1: right? And I think, I think also, too, and 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 hopefully, I'm not derailing us by talking about this, but I think. I think you're on the right track and, and i this is what i would recommend anybody doing um that's that's looking to write is write whatever you want to write that is the most important part of the whole process worry about what you can convey and what you can't convey after the fact um and then you address those problems as you come along like we have episode three coming up uh that we're working on uh right now for what's the frequency and you know, Alex and I knew that there, there might be a problem with this scene because it's more auditory, uh, heavy as far as trying to convey its message. Cause I don't, I don't, I, didn't, I don't ever read a lot about, uh, uh, people saying like, oh my God, you're doing this thing. And then now you're doing this thing. And oh my God, you know, there's nothing like that, that I, I, I don't like that type of writing. Um, and I think that in audio drama, if there's anything that I've learned as far as like some of the ones that I've peeked at or some of the ones that I've looked at that people were like, oh, my God, you got to check this out. And I listen to it and then I'm listening to the first couple episodes, which isn't fair because a lot of shows evolved uh, much, much better than than their first mm-hmm. couple episodes. But regardless, I, I still feel like there's this this thing that that um, that pops up that where people have these um, explanations that uh, that are very overwrought and, and, and take away from the believability of what's happening. And I'd rather just try to guess than, as a listener, I'd rather guess or have something really uh, drawn out for me that uh, th- that will help lend itself to the experience of why I'm there as opposed to just narrating something to me that, that I'm trying to experience. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because uh, I... There were a couple audio dramas that I listened to uh, because I'm a terrible gremlin, and I'd get quite a ways in, and then I'd go, wait, they're just telling me everything. This isn't fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think if if you ever, uh, you know, I know you've listened to the first episode of What's the Frequency quite a bit, um, but <laughs> and, and I thank you for that, because you know what? Like, you're the person that I made this for them, because... Like, I listen to it a lot, and I have the urge to listen to it a lot. And I don't think that it's solely just because it's some sort of ego thing, which it could be. Um, but it's something where I, I feel like there's, a, there's an addictive quality to it, and there's something that, that, you, that you are rewarded every time. And there are things that I get to learn because I didn't design the sound on it um, 100%. Like, I had a lot of hand in, in what we did. And, and yeah. um, you know, so – but one of the things that I noticed is that that 23 minutes of that show – Whizzes by. It goes
0: by. Yeah, it's super over fast.
1: And I love that. I love that. I love that it goes by so fast. And part of me that hated it because I was like, "Wait, it's over?" <laughs> I, was, I was like, "But wait, I thought we made a longer show." Um, but I, I, I realized the reason why that happens is because you not at any point are you bogged down by any um, exposition. Um,
0: like even. Uh... I remember listening to the the director's commentary for Patreon supporters. Uh-huh. You mentioned that the scene with Whitney in the car is like 5 minutes and I was like there's no way that's 5 minutes like that, that's like not but I looked and it's like it's actually 5 minutes.
1: <laughs> I think that was a guess, too. Like yeah, um and they, you know what I It just it doesn't
0: feel that long because I don't I don't know why.
1: I think it. I think it comes down to taste, really. I, I've had people get the one note that we got from just about everybody, um, mo- or should I say, most people. It, everyone was divided on that scene. That scene was probably the most hot as far as people saying that um, you need to you need to cut this down. I don't I don't understand why it goes on this long, and that was probably the one note I refused to take um, because. Um, I, had always, I had always intended it to be something like how it, the feel of what it came out, but when Tanya gave me as much improv as she did, I started cutting up her improv and, and, and mixing it around in the scene um, to tell a, a, a different story a bit, even maybe different than what she was telling in her improv. Um, and I just wanted to take the... the it was like, And somebody who, who got to review it, I forgot who reviewed it, but they were like, I loved the idea of that scene where it's like this keyhole view into someone's uh, life uh, for a moment. It, it, you're, just, you're just a fly on the wall in this moment with her. And I found it incredibly engrossing, personally, um, but I know there are people that, that feel like it's anti-storytelling in a way, because it, it, it all it does is enrich the character. It doesn't, um, it doesn't propel the story so much. And I was okay with that. I was okay with risking making people upset about that moment. <laughs>
0: I don't, I mean, I guess it is taste because I really liked getting to stop and get to know Whitney because we got that whole opening bit with Walter where you can like, oh, he's that kind of a guy. Uh And then you get the car scene with Whitney and you're like, oh, she's kind of the... You see the the childish side of her Mm -hmm. a lot in that. And then you get to the end where suddenly she's the adult
1: yeah yeah i i really uh early on i knew that their relationship was going to be complex in in how that i i felt like they were very much the same person but they were always the other the, the way that they would function around each other was the opposite of whatever the other person was was being so if walter was being the child if walter was being you know, uh, uh, you know, fuss budget or a, or a jerk or something like she was going to make up for that, or she was going to do the opposite. She was going to be mom or she was going to be the daughter or she was going to, but they're always, that relationship is always changing and meant to constantly change within a, even within a scene. Um, you know, sometimes he's the responsible one. Um, and Reagan gave me a great word cause I hadn't thought of it this way, but you know, he's, he, Walter's a, a contrarian. He will, he will he will stand in a scene and he will be the opposite of whatever the the call is for so if he needs to be serious he's not going to be serious you know he's gonna he's going mm-hmm. to be you know uh, Bugs Bunny um or if which is a great way because I mean Bugs Bunny is a contrarian so um yeah so you know um and that's how I saw Walter from the get-go he's very sort of supposed to be like an anti-Sam Spade very charismatic very mouthy um uh and uh and a bit Looney Tunes um so yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm glad that that I'm glad that that came across, and I'm glad that um, that uh, I, I'm glad that we that we stuck with the scene as it is. I, I think because we got so many notes on it that it, it risked um, getting cut down. I think if, if if it was anybody else that isn't as stubborn, that I think that maybe there would have been this self doubt of going, yeah, you know, maybe we'll cut it down. And I, and I think I also benefited from the fact of at this point in my life as a writer, I'm a little more um, um, comfortable. Uh, and feel like I can I can I can trust myself a little bit better than, than than say maybe you know, a bunch of years ago when if somebody gave me that note I might be like oh yeah maybe I should yeah you're right, now um, oh, who am I kidding I wouldn't have taken that note. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean write the content you want to hear exactly. you wanted to hear that scene yeah so you put it in the
1: show yeah I think that's one of the things about this whole show is that is that I mean as as unattractive of a of a sound as it is, is that everything about the show is in service of, of what I want to hear. I, you know, I I I knew that this medium could lend itself well to character development, and it's rewarded by 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 certainly um, a devoted fan base that that gives character development, um, and certainly can if the more you can draw a character out for for uh, um, the, the 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 rabid fan base of of audio drama, um, the more rewarding of an experience it can be. So. Um, I trusted I trusted that part.
0: Yeah, and I've kind of torn it to shreds. <laughs> no, no, and I can't wait
1: for you to get episode two, for you to tear uh, episode two to shreds. God! Oh. <laughs> you know, and we just recently started doing the commercial stuff to, to release in between so that we can, yeah. we can give little bite sizes because we knew that we were going to be about a, a month uh, per episode, at least at first. I also realized because there's 12 episodes and we started and and we're taking one month off in December sorry sorry about that but i am I am delivering content um, on my end mm-hmm. um, but we won't have like an actual full episode in December um uh, you know
0: more Krog's poetry corner
1: <laughs> we might do um I'm gonna do a, a Christmas card for the fans. Ooh. Um, Exciting! so it's going to be, um, I'll do like a, a thing about the, like, I'll pick different characters to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and we'll do things that are weird and bizarre and maybe even a little spooky or something. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we're definitely doing that. I might, I might actually release not just on Patreon. I might do a separate just audio experiment that I release, uh, to the public, um, You know, we'll see. We'll see what 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 we can come up with. I have people. I have a lot of actors that are all sitting around going like, "Hey, do you want me to do anything else?" Because we we already recorded everything. So you know, just us sorting through all the episodes and and the sound design is so complex that it's you know.
0: Yeah, Uh, the multi-layered sound design, advanced audio drama listening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that kind of ties into the whole idea of like the advanced audio drama listening. Kind of came from I, I kind of like invented it to to explain why we don't do a lot of exposition. But yeah, you know, uh, if you're not gonna do a lot of exposition, then you need to do a lot of sound. Um, and so Alex and I, uh, spent a lot, like that first episode went through like six drafts and, you know, uh, six ish drafts, um, which took a long chunk of, of time. Um, a lot of it had to do with me going, all right, can we just add this in as a layer here? And can you cue the sound down here? And, you know, um, I want this type of thing, and and to Alex's credit, he paid me a very lovely compliment where he's like, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't understand like half of what you wanted or why you wanted it, but he goes, you know, um, whatever it was, on, on on almost everything, it 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 worked out and it was for the best because it, it once I heard it and I applied it, it, it helped the scene make sense. And to be honest, I don't know what that that skill set is or where that came from per se. I just know that that I would hear things and would be like, yeah, it's not clear. If we could do this, I think this would make it go like, oh, I know what's going I Or you at least hint, you, somebody can have a clue as to what's going on. And um, so we layered in that like, set first scene, we layered in um, a party next door in the other room and then we added a toilet flushing at some point point. <laughs> and then we would hear Krog walking down the hallway. And I was like, because, and, and we added those afterwards um, because I was like, I feel like we need to know Krog's coming and if we heard a toilet flush like in the far background, We'd know somebody was nearby, <laughs> at least, or maybe Whitney went to the bathroom, one or the other. Um, but you know, it, that, that, was, that, was a, that was something that we took into consideration, and hopefully that helped.
0: Yeah, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting things that happen in the show. Um, like I know you pro- again don't remember saying this, but uh, <laughs> in the last... In the last uh, radio sequence before the big finish with Harold and Dory, it's Mm -hmm. Whitney's singing again, and you say, the signal is listening. (laughs) And that's just, I don't know, maybe I'm paranoid. But with a show with the way you've layered it and set it up, I took that, like, to heart, and now I'm just, like, More um, vigilant when I re listen. (laughs) I guess we'll go with that. That's fair. Because again, I also, listening back after the commentary, I also recognized uh, Boots laughing in one of the radio segments. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of garbled uh, lines from, uh, oh no, what's his name?
1: Wilcox Bryce? Oh yeah! Oh no no! Uh, Brad C. Wilcox. Brad, yes, love him. Yeah. I love Brad. Brad is Brad was a like a, a chance meeting. I, I um, went to a couple of parties uh, from the Bright sessions because they're out here in L.A. And I was uh, just at a bar and, and uh, in L.A. And uh, I was sitting with uh, you know casually sitting next to Dr. Bright and um, and her husband and and so like I, at some point you know. Uh, you know, uh, Brad and I ended up talking and actually he's the one who recommended me to ACX. And then I started booking work through ACX almost immediately. Um, so he, he was he was integral in that part. And I, I liked his voice and I liked him. And I thought, you know, what a great thing is, is to invite him to audition. And I wasn't sure where I was going to put him um at first and I and actually I there there is a, a very early test trailer that I made from the auditions to give Alex an idea of what I wanted the first trailer to sound like and um and he's in it as a different character thinking I was thinking that he was he was going to cast him in that and then I gender flipped the character uh to give it to um uh a female actress because we had gotten so many mu- yes. so many more amazing female actresses than we did men and and to be honest um I, and, and it is crazy that it's, like, I would say, like, 90% of what we got was anywhere from good to excellent with the auditions. Um, and I'm, I can be a stickler. I could be somebody who's a bit of a, of a snobby, jerky person when it comes to acting and hearing other people. And, but I felt like there were so many people that really just uh, had their own thing and really could fit in different spots. So we ended up casting, like, an ensemble uh, for the show as well. Um, because I couldn't let certain people go, I was like, I need this person to do something. Um, but Brad, Brad, I, 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 the second he sent, he sent me like three auditions for different, three different roles, and uh, I thought he did great in all of them. And then I was like, all right, well, you're my, you're my this character. And then at some point, I had somebody else in mind, maybe for Donald, and I, I don't. At this point, I don't even remember who. Uh, <laughs> and then when that didn't come through, it, it just. And and then I, I liked. Um, uh, th- this other actress a little bit more. I just I, I had no problem flipping him, and I was like, and I did some callbacks here and there, and and he was a part of my callbacks for Donald, and uh, I thought his Donald was just very peculiar and very interesting, and I was like, yeah, no, you're my Donald, dude, and um, and then yeah, and then I, I actually came, and then obviously we have a Louise, and our Louise is uh, is uh, Kristen McCurio who's you know mm-hmm. a bigger star than than any of us, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Arguable, but I'm also a podcast gremlin
1: <laughs> <laughs> well thankfully she's amazing though, so I mean i i the second she w- she said she would come on board, I was like, "What do you need? I'll give you anything What's your writer um, thankfully, she doesn't have a ba- very big writer, so you know
0: yeah, uh let me think, oh oh, uh the big fight that you had with Alex <laughs> that you talked about in the the satire, which you said could get a little raunch, which a little is a bit of an understatement from what I've seen. Okay, but... yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? In this way, when I met Raunch, it wasn't, uh, okay, yeah, you know what, though? I don't mind telling this story, and I don't think Alex would mind telling this story, because this is this is the nature of our relationship. It's very, like I said, Michael and, and Leon a bit. And so uh, yeah. I spent, I've spent my whole creative life filtering through Alex, and so... And, and to go back to that other thing I was telling you about with the short story is that Alex wasn't around to read that story to be like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And then make me he's like the only person in the world that can make me self second guess myself. Um, so so he, he you know, if he were to go like, you can't do this. I may ha- you may have gotten a different story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know what? I wrote all these different the commercials uh, for what's the frequency? um Uh, take on a a, a more uh, satirical nature uh, as the show progresses, uh, something of a more obvious satirical nature. And without getting into specifics, because I don't want to ruin anything for anyone, uh, uh, the the ranch wasn't so much sexual uh, as it was sort of a controversial thing and and probably needed, not probably, uh, ultimately within the argument I, I conceded, but it took a while uh to, to concede that 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 the, uh, the the thing I was tackling, the thing I was bringing up wasn't coming across as uh, clear as I wanted it to or or I was leaving too much open for interpretation and and people could certainly extract the wrong message and and I would be leaving myself open for um, a, a wrong interpretation and being on the wrong side, of, being on the wrong side of an issue that I wouldn't want to be on that wrong side because I don't believe, in what people would be able to get from it you know what I mean like I'm I'm dancing around it ever so slightly but yeah no we we actually had it out we had it out for about like uh maybe like an hour of 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 Alex telling me yeah no it's this and people are gonna and this is how I see it and I'm like and I would get offended I'm like how do you see it you know me he's like okay but I'm not looking at it like somebody that knows you I'm looking at it as somebody that and I'm like that's not acceptable you know I was just I get, you know, you know, when you write something, you get, you get defensive sometimes and, and, you know, especially because you yeah. see it clearly. You see it, you see it as, as you've written. And I think that's also something that's very important for people to know when they're writing is that you do need somebody to filter through. Um, and you don't need a yes man. I think you get, having a yes man is, is, is death. Um, you, need, you need somebody who you absolutely love and trust, somebody who will tell you all the good things and the bad things. Um, and 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 even when you get a bad thing, you got to be able to take that with a grain of salt and decide if, if if the bad thing has a validity to it or not. And how you hash that out is how you hash that house. I hash it out with through arguing, um, <laughs> and um, and through uh, and thankfully, you know, Alex and I are, are are like family. So you know, really, nothing's going to uh, shake that tree and uh, and uh, t- you know present itself as a as a detriment to the to our uh, relationship. So. You know, we can we can be a lot more evil to each other and get away with it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let me think. There was something else. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. No, there's way more. I just need to. Of course, I didn't write it down. The one reason I made this friggin' script and I didn't write it uh-huh. down.
1: <laughs> there was something we put a pin in. Actually, so- the
0: reason I made that script was for the Willard joke. Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Willard. I
0: thought of that, and I was like, "I need to do this joke." Well, w- w- what did
1: we put a pin in? Like you said, uh, I, I,
0: the it was the the Michael and Leon. Oh, thing I kinda, with your relationship to yeah, Alex. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I did. Okay, so okay, I did touch on that a little bit. Yeah, Alex and I. Yeah. Uh, Alex has definitely been um, my uh, my saner uh, counterpart, you know, and and, and we're very much. Opposites in the way that Leon and, and, and like if you were to have seen us, especially as kids, you, you wouldn't have thought that these two would be so close. But I think there's something to be said for, for, and, and I think this goes in, <laughs> I think this goes into any relationship, whether it be one that's romantic or one that's platonic, is that, is that the relationship needs to have these sort of yin and yang to it, this uh, give and take. And, and you need to be able to, uh, to provide something that the other person sort of needs. And Alex provides like a lot of the, uh, pragmatic saner thoughts. And I represent the more wild aspects that Alex wants to have access to. And, and, uh, you know, he's much more reserved. So like, he's more like, let's, let's be measured and let's do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, nope, we're putting this show out in September and it's, February so we're writing script one now and the first of all 12 scripts will be done by April and we'll be we'll be casting in May and then and that'll give you June July and August to edit right Alex and Alex is like yeah sure you know July rolls around and he's like we're not gonna be ready <laughs> um, and that's just that's just how I am I'm very I'm very much you know uh, if I get it in my head and and I can get the ball rolling I'll run with it so
0: you, July rolled around and you weren't ready, but then September did come and you were ready to the point where you released two weeks early?
1: Yeah, you know, we... Uh, we ha- See, Alex wanted to have all three episodes done before the first episode was released.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because um, he likes having a bunch in the bank. And I, I'm not one to say that that's a bad idea, actually. And I, I'm somebody who clearly... I liked getting all my ducks in a row. I liked getting the idea of, of having all of it cast and recorded within basically two months you know may and june i had almost all my recordings done and then july you know i had still some trick some trickle in but um mostly everything was done so you know i always knew that there might be some pickups because you can't review all those all those audio uh especially with the amount of cast members that we have um, so it's impossible to review all that, um, and to know where you're at exactly. So we knew that we, we might have pickups along the way, but we would address those as we go along. the important thing was just getting uh, started on the assembly so that we can reach our deadline or the self-imposed deadline. I always I, I said no later than, uh, than October would we release. Um, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, probably the only other fight Alex and I had was, was over trailers, uh, because he was... You know he's got he's got so much on his plate. He does a lot. He's a he he writes. Uh, yeah. He he's he's got jobs all over the world. Uh, <laughs> not not literally. Um, it just feels like he's got so many jobs that he's that he's working on, and then he's got Creator Boston, and he's trying to to his hand at at audio production, which he's amazing at. Clearly, you know the only other fight we had was 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 putting together the trailers, and I would I was like, hey, I announced we have we'd have a trailer out by this date. Are, are you going to get it out by that date? And like because he's he's so overwhelmed there are times where he'd be like yeah 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 and then like i'd check in and I'd be like so where are we at with that trailer and he'd be like that's not gonna happen dude i have i have family coming in to visit and and I'd be like, What uh, are you talking? Like, we talked about this, <laughs> you know. So then it would be like, All right, well, I'm gonna make the trailer, and you would be like, That's not a really cool idea because you know I'm doing sound design, and we have two different types of sound design we're going for. Because I'm a little bit more. I, I, I think the audio experiments are, are helping placate my end of things because I have this idea of how I, I like how surreal I like things and and or how surreal I could go, and and that's why you guys are getting um, those audio yeah. experiments and. You know, I sat down to do some trailers, and it was a lot of him trying to like channel through me a bit and going like, you know, when we finally we compromised, I was like, look, we're we're doing a trailer, and I'm gonna do the trailer, and you should probably help me like as far as what you want it to sound like. So that's how we that's how we overcame that.
0: <laughs> yeah, the trailer definitely grabbed my interest, but I'm into really weird stuff, so... Yeah! Like, I was along for this ride from the trailer. Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love that first trailer, and I think that first trailer is probably one of the least popular, and and it shows in, in the downloads. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's certainly the more surreal of the two, and that was one thing I got, is that a lot of people were like, I don't know what the show's about, and I'm like, you don't know what the show's about? I said, books? I said... James a bunch of times, and I said things that were horrific. I said "spishak." What don't you know? I said "KPOW" a lot too, in "Love, Honor, and Decay." What else? Do, what else do you need to know? Uh, so, um, you know, like to me that to me that was intrigue. I liked the trailer, but I also understood it to be like one of those things where people are like I don't know what you are doing in a general yeah. way. So, there, it, my sensibilities have a niche, and and I always need to work at trying to. Um, Bring it to the masses a little bit more uh, watered down at times. And hopefully, you know, as we go through the show, um, you know, I hope that people will stick with us and and understand that we're evolving as a show and the show is going to keep evolving. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You mentioned on the Discord uh, that you know how the show is going to Mm -hmm. end, but the path to get there will change as we go.
1: Yeah, the the whole concept of the show changed. You brought me on for writing, so I'll talk a little bit about writing. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm 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 giving you an interview about other things. Um, so no, it's fine. Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting with the writing process. I I started out with a with a screenplay February of last year, and I was like, I'm going to write a horror film, and I'd never written a horror film before. Um, I I'd written a thriller. And I tend to lean towards satire and comedy and stuff like that. Uh, I'd written skits before that, and and different, and I wrote a play. Um, so I, I sat down to do this this horror film, and I decided it was going to be surreal. I was just getting into like um, some of the older psychedelic uh, rock music. I liked this idea of uh, how a trip can become a nightmare, and, 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 and it's so much more powerful so than, say— just something that, that is a, a traditional horror uh, of a guy with a mask and a, and a, and a knife though those are great. Um, there's just something so much more uh, scary about uh, an uncertainty of your environment and the environment itself beca- like I think that's what something like uh, Silent Hill did um, really well in, yeah. in their games which I will tell you right now. I never made it through a game. I always shut the game off and I was like, c I'm I seriously I, I I'm a, I'm somebody who can be so easily sucked in to a game like that. Like I, I feel like what's happening to the character is happening to me. And so I'm scared for me in the game. Like so if he gets hit, I'm like, Oh my god You know, or a spider comes out. God God forbid if a giant spider yeah. comes out, I the game it's I'm over. I'm done. I can't deal with giant spiders. So you know, I I tried to create this this horror film that 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 really relies on on the character's uh, perception of her world not being reliable, and I started using a, a a device where her therapy sessions became detached from their scenes, and so her her therapist voice was following her around for like the third act of the film, uh, <laughs> and and they were it became almost sort of like a partner to help get her through the the nightmare world or whatever that she was going through and i liked that concept and i didn't think i did really quite enough with it so i started thinking about what i want to do for an ad drama and i knew that i needed to do something quick because i felt like ad was taking off and i was like all right well if you're going to do it you need to do it now otherwise you're just going to really be lost in a sea of podcasts and i am currently lost in a sea of podcasts but at least it's not as bad as how i think it's going to be a year from now and if i can get in now then you know, good. So. Yeah, I just, I, I grabbed that element and I was like, well, that's not enough. And I think that's something writers need to understand is that you can have a nut of an idea and that, that's all you have at that point. So at this point, all I have is I have this concept of like, I like this idea of this detached voice and I like the idea of, uh, of an unreliable environment. Um, and uh, so, you know, I go from there and, and, and you got, you've got to really like grab onto that nut, but then you need to wrap th- real things around it. Um, without that, you don't have a story. You just have this really cool idea and this really cool concept. Um, yeah. I don't know if many people have seen *They Live*, the movie *They Live* with um, Roddy Piper and <laughs> yeah. Keith David, and, and it, I love that film to death. But if you really watch it, the movie makes some really big narrative leaps, like just completely skips like all the stuff you need to know about like. Like he just immediately starts getting involved in everything. Like he's got a job, but he's this nomad, and now like within five seconds of working on the job, he's now he knows like the secret underground of of people that are breaking the broadcast signals, and which by the way has no relation to the movie. My show. Um, All right. I'm I'm I am <laughs> I am serious. I I just realized that now. But uh, but yeah, you know. So he gets really involved, really super quick. But that movie also has like. 10 minute 15 minute like wrestling match in a back alley and that thing is amazing but it's not a, it's not a very good an example of of screenwriting pretty terrible actually <laughs> but it's a fun freaking movie that has a great core and, and therefore you you can forgive a lot um and it's got Roddy Piper and he's just incredibly charismatic mm-hmm. but i think in general you, you don't use that as as the rule that's an exception so a lot of things have to fall in place to make that work. Um, what you need to do is you need to start with that nut of an idea, something that makes that idea unique. Why is this idea unique? And then you can wrap your, your story around that idea, and then, you know, it kind of goes from there. Um, it begins to take on a life of its own, and either you're the type that really has a rigid creation about your, your world and, and, and how you write, or some of us do, we feel through a bit. So we'll, we don't know exactly where we're starting, uh, sometimes we we know exactly where we're starting in the very, very beginning, but there's no set plan as to like this scene, then 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 this scene and then next episode it's this scene, this scene, or next act it's this, mm-hmm. you know, this thing. It, there's a very little of that for me. I do write an outline, but uh, damn if I don't ever uh, like, I always abandon it <laughs> at some point. I and, feel that. And this show was meant to be more radio play, actually. It was meant to be like an overarching like detective uh, case of searching for this writer, and then Walter and Whitney were going to get caught up in all these other hijinks. But every episode mm-hmm. was going to be Walter and Whitney from beginning to end, a- encountering different characters, and they may be doubling back and speaking back to characters again. It was going to be this like long, you know, process of. of but it was going to be much more traditional. So it would be like you know Walter hanging out a window while Whitney's trying to you know distract person who they're trying to like get the dirt on um, because they've broken into their place and they're they're looking for evidence or something. Mm-hmm. And it didn't turn out that way, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, you know, and I, I, which I thought, I, up until the very first episode that I sat down to write, that's what I thought I was doing. And even at the end of that first episode, uh, I could have gone that way. I, I had built it so that I could, but I felt like the cadence and what i developed i wanted to come back and start revisiting other characters and then that changed everything completely the second you've made that decision you're you're following a new path but either you could do that or you can't like i can do that that's that's within my skill set um not everyone can do that and um you know so you ended up with a larger ensemble cast like alex again was just teasing me the other day he's like he's like oh this person's in our show and i was like yeah this person he's like look you have like third. I told you to put five, pe- like five characters total for the entire show. You gave me thirty. And he's like, you can't expect me to remember everybody who got cast. You can't. And I was like, all right, that's a fair point. Actually, you did tell me five, um, and I th- and I agreed to five. By the way, I said, yeah, no, totally, we're gonna do like really small cast, really small cast. Um, yeah,
0: that didn't work out so well, did it?
1: <laughs> no, no, it's actually the opposite. And you know what, Bill? I'm glad because you know now we have a different, we have a new path um, to what we're doing, and. I think as you see as we go on in, in the series is that it's going to it's going to whittle down. You know, we're going to we're going to we're going to whittle down and whittle down and whittle down until it is a lot more intimate. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean the overar uh, the overarching ideas where the show's going um, uh, each season has an end point to it. Um, this season that we're on now the first season had a slightly different ending cuz I I had th- thought I would divide up these two moments between um, Season one and season two, and I actually stole stuff from season two and put it into season one, which was okay uh, because I felt like they they fit. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, all that does is it changed how I'm going to open season two, and and I felt that I found that liberating as well. Um, but I have you know, for season two, it it helped inform how we're getting to the end of season two. So it nothing's ever changed in that regard, and even if it does change slightly that the ending of season two will may become the penultimate you know ending with a prologue of some kind or something like that so it's it's never really the end of that idea it's just sometimes it mutates on your way there <laughs>
0: yeah um that's a lot to think about i, had I know i i along I... the way.
1: I I I can ramble and and you've let me and I thank you for that. Um, I mean
0: I get rambling. That's basically <laughs> what this whole podcast is. Is just me rambling into a mic. So well now you have this a This isn't anything new for this show. Good but good.
1: Now there's two voices rambling into a microphone.
0: Yeah. Now there's two voices rambling into two microphones. There it you expanded go. Expanded the rambling.
1: Yeah, you're right. I I I made our our microphones one for a moment there. We do have two separate microphones. Um. Yeah. Oh but, you know, also another thing, too, about the writing is that I, I, this is al- almost the first draft, uh, this show, the show that you're hearing and witnessing. And, and for the best and, and for the worst of it, you know, um, I've caught some minor uh, logistical plot point issues. More logistical, mm-hmm. more like, that's a little contrary to what I said over there, <laughs> you know. Or that person's acting a little not quite how I said they would or how I framed them. Um, and then I put them back into the frame after of this moment, and it's like that—that that comes off more like I, I did this out of convenience at this moment than I did really thinking about it. And I think those things could have gotten cleaned up in, a, in another draft or two. Um, but I'll say this: I am very proud of the show, based off of just it being basically a 1.5 draft. Um, you know, we did some cleanup, and obviously, I had to change one whole commercial. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, but you know it was written in um, seven weeks, twelve episodes. I've never I've never written that much in such a short period of time. So over like a hundred and uh, no two hundred and forty semi pages uh, in seven weeks. Yeah. So yeah, that was it was pretty intense, and and it can be done clearly, uh, and it can be done in a way in which you don't have to go back and do a ton of rewriting, But I think it's kind of the exception. I don't I I wouldn't count on this every time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I think when we when we do season two, we're gonna we're gonna probably start writing it in December, and um, we're gonna have a short hiatus um, in sometime in the summer. Probably the last mm-hmm. the last episode will probably come out July something. We'll probably double up in July give it to kind of help Ooh. take over the, the the one month off that we took and to get us on the right cycle. And then uh-huh. we're gonna move to a two week uh, release schedule going into the second season. So um, that's the plan, at least. Exciting. Yeah, that's so, the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that was always the plan. Um, we, again, we just went down to a month because Alex is is learning, and, and the show is complex, and I'm asking a lot. Yeah. I'm asking a lot of Alex. Um, not just, I think this would be a lot of anybody. I want to be clear on that too. It's not like this is a lot for Alex's skill set. This is a lot that I'm asking for anybody, and and he's rising to that challenge. And I'm and this is our nature of our relationship, though. So it's a lot of us usually upping the ante for the other one and going all right, this is what I want, or this is what I did. What do you think? And the other person goes, ah, I like it. I'm going to do it too. <laughs> um, that's really been our lives, actually. Uh, you know, I, uh, I think I wrote a play in college, and then I, it, it won an award, and then he wrote plays, and then his plays did so much better than mine. Um, that's really the story of us is that is you know, is me doing something and then him going, yeah, that's really cool. I like it. I'm going to do it better. <laughs> and then I go like, oh, you jerk. But we're always happy for each other too so there's no there's no like uh, uh there's no animosity there ever it's always like uh-huh. there's always this happiness of like you know oh my god you're so good and there's jealousy for a moment and then you know uh and then we raise our game <laughs>
0: yeah I mean one of the one of the tough lessons that I had to learn I took i think I maybe talked about this a little in the discord but a tough lesson I had to learn as a writer, uh, I took a creative writing course my sophomore year, and I always wanted to, like, do these grand stories that would span, like, 10 or 15 pages, and the teacher is like, you need to do seven pages. <laughs> and I was like, well, how am I going to cut this 15 into seven? <laughs> and yeah. That's one of the good lessons I learned from that teacher. That teacher was also terrible because she wanted your creative work to fit her creative vision. Oh. So I definitely also learned how to go, no, <laughs> I'm going to write it this way. You can be over there with the world as dark, scary, and horrible. I'm going to be over here with my they run off into the sunset together kissing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I... um. There's something to be said for that too is that is that if you plan on working professionally and not just somebody who's making your own art which is much harder you know what that teacher was doing is probably something that's more helpful but I'll say this Bridge I am more you in that scenario I I'm I can be very headstrong in that regard and I would probably Uh, Just do my thing, and I'd be like, "Well, screw you. (laughs) We're doing. I'm doing my thing. I'm not doing. Who are you to tell me about the creative process? You're just the teacher." Um, So yeah, you know, I I I agree with you. I mean, learning to cut and to and what they uh, commonly, I think, what is it? Kill your babies or something like that is a is a a, a normal, you know, learn to kill your babies or something, which is a really awful thing to say. Yeah, I think uh, that that is that is something that I didn't really fully learn and. Until I got a little older, and and the sooner you can learn that and do it without fully compromising your artistic vision, I think that's that's really the 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 real lesson to learn is that I think I think there are people out there that write and can write well that don't have the same attachment to what they're writing, and to them it's no big deal. To just if you go like oh you need to cut this they'll go oh okay cool yeah I got it and that'll be the end of it and that's weird to me uh but um but there are people out there like that they're very it's very it's a mechanical process for them they're technically sound but maybe their heart isn't as uh attached to the work and and that's fine and and those people produce great stuff a lot of times um Mm -hmm. it's just i don't work like that and so therefore you know that, that expression was built for you and I. <laughs> you have to kill your babies. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have this moment where you're like, where somebody's going like, you got to cut something. And But it's so liberating. The second you make that first cut, you st- everything else starts falling into place where else you can make the cut. And that's yeah. an amazing thing is that I had this screenplay and it, it's something that, again, it's like my first play. Uh, it's not quite ready, but it's it's got a great idea in there and it's kind of good, but it's kind of not. There's something wrong with it, but you can't, no one can quite put their finger on it. No one can quite tell you where, where you need to start to fix what's wrong, but there's something wrong. That, my first screenplay is like that, and I, I, I had to walk away and just be like, all right, it's time to put that on the shelf, and that's a big lesson to learn too sometimes is that you know, we can become obsessive and um, really give too much attention to something that maybe is just the gateway to the next thing, um, and it's just a lesson. Um, and, and it sometimes needs to be just treated like that. Um, so poignant of me, really. Um, <laughs> what, okay, what are you, what are you struggling with, though? Like, what are some of the things that, that you would want to know for yourself that, that yeah. you're working on? Like, what well, do you... For
0: what I'm working on, and I was actually going to bring this up probably after, uh, we cut this, but since you're asking the question, I might as well answer. The audio drama I'm working on is a lot like the horror movie you started working on, like awesome. point for point, almost nice. the same. And I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> how am I gonna tell James I accidentally stole his idea?"
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know what it is? It, and I, I have a very, uh, I have a very liberal stance on this. And, and my wife, uh, who's amazingly supportive, and she's so so much smarter than me. Like, she gets on me, like, if we are in a public place, and I'm, we're now getting to a point where she's now under, getting, understanding the, the concept of me pitching what I'm doing, like, where before I could tell her, like, all right, this is my nut of my idea, and she'd be like, I don't know why, why that's a, a movie. And I'd be like, well, it's this really cool idea, right? And she's like, it's just a cool idea right now. It doesn't sound like anything I'd want to see. And I'm like, all right, but you're not seeing the fact that it could be, you know. It, it, like, <laughs> there, there are those of us that I could tell you the, the nut of my idea, and you might get really super excited by it because you get that's how your mind is going to work. But my yeah. wife doesn't write like that. She thinks in, the, in terms of prose, and she also thinks in terms of art, sketch, and stuff like that, which you would think that that might relate to a sketch of an idea. But... Um she she's a little bit more like big picture. So like if I don't have the rest of the picture for her, she's just like I you come back to me when you have an idea. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But but she would also be very protective about me talking about things like that in public cuz she'd be like people could steal your ideas. And my feeling on the subject is this. I don't want to get robbed, but no one's, <laughs> no one's ever going to hear my idea and make my script because only I can make my script. Yeah. Um, so theoretically, I could explain my idea to you in detail. You can go, hmm, I like that idea. I'm going to make that. And it's still not... We can put the script side by side to each other and you didn't make my script. You made yours. Mm-hmm. And I don't... Though I could be a little upset that you took some of my uniqueness from me, um, I can't be upset because you didn't write my script, <laughs> and I still have my script. So it, it's really hard to, uh, to get mad at that for someone hearing my really cool idea that they're going to well, distort. I mean,
0: I've had this idea in the works since last July, so it's less that I've just stolen it and more that no. we've hit that no. same... This is a really oh. cool idea.
1: Right. No, no. And, and that's, I was actually more speaking to the idea of like, you could have not told me that and you could have written your thing and... I probably wouldn't have ever thought like oh you stole that I would have may have been like oh that, we have really similar ideas remember I explained that to yeah. you and you'd be like oh yeah I was thinking about that the whole time and I would still be like well you still wrote your own thing you know um, yeah no 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 We that happens all the time there is no original thought anymore Bridget there's yeah, no. you know it's you know we're, we're just we're just riffing um, off of each other now um, we're all derivative of, of of the media and the um, and the art that we take in at this point we're 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 you know, that's one of the things I love about Quentin Tarantino and his writing is that he's unabashedly a collage artist of, of writing, and and mm-hmm. he collects all these different things that are almost verbatim moments from other things and puts them all into a script. And it is art. It is its own art form. And people really get me angry when they're like, "Oh, well, he just steals other people's things," and I'm like, "No." Then you. I then, mean,
0: Shakespeare stole every play he ever wrote.
1: We're so. all stealing. We're all stealing to some degree, and and it, and we can't. We we all make little. Uh, you know caveats for those things um uh and i do too you know i go like oh this inspired me i do a lot of this um actually this is one of my favorite things is that i i misinterpret things and i allow myself to misinterpret them like so i'll at some point i'll realize that i probably don't understand what it is i'm listening to especially music uh like i won't hear the lyrics correctly but i'll hear i'll mishear them and it'll inspire me to write something else um mm-hmm. And that happens a lot. And that comes down to like, do, well, do I credit that song if, for my inspiration? Or do I or can I just really say that, it, that it's my own? I, I feel I'm on the side of like it's my own, especially if I misinterpreted the words. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> um. But uh. but yeah, yeah, I think. Um. And, and hey, if you're up for it, I mean, I can always I can always send you the, my my script. But if you don't want it, I get that, too, because, you know, maybe you're like, oh, I don't want it to influence me. But um, I, I you mean,
0: can... I'm always, I'm still, influences to me are as important as what you write, because you are, you write the media you consume. So right. the way I see it, the more good media I consume, eventually the better I'll write. Right. Because it's not, and this is my problem, too, with people who say that cliches are always bad. It's not the cliches. Mm -hmm. It's how you use them that's bad.
1: 100%. Yeah, I actually, I live in cliches. I love um, taking a trope or a cliche, and then um, I start there, and then I usually look for the way to go in a different direction with it. Um,
0: Who narrates their thoughts out loud like that?
1: Yeah, I love that you missed that um, the first time, and I, then you went back and found it because you were looking at other things. Which that's amazing. That's that. See, I, yeah. I, I get to live through you because. Because you're like re- listening and re-listening, and then I get to hear your theories, and and I'll tell you this: I mean, I'm not gonna tell you where you're right and where you're wrong, but you you have you have some things together already, and um, but there are more layers that you don't have yet. Um, but there well, are some there I are some layers so. that you have. Right, right. It's you're one episode in if you had episode, it yeah. So First episode in, if you had it all, I'd be really mad actually. I'd be I'd be like, Bridget, you're not you're disinvited from the, the Discord, you're banned. No. I don't wanna I don't ever wanna see you again. I'm I, you know, and then I'd get over it and then I'd invite you back. Uh <laughs> Don't fire me, James. I'm no. not hired for anything, but don't fire well, me. You- I need to overlord it a little bit. Um, no, you know what? Look, I'll, I'll I'll say it right here, right now. If you if you need any help with 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 what you're creating, um, and you want a little bit of nudging or, or any advice, you're always welcome to ask me. i don't have no problem going over how to yeah. make it how to make it work because I don't think you I'm going to probably
0: take you up on that. Yeah, if sure. not later today. Then yeah. soon because I do actually have I have the planning <laughs> document written out, and then I have the entire first draft of the first script done already nice (laughs) and i'm to that point where i'm like i have this thing and i like this thing but is it a thing that can be done
1: i'm gonna say likely um but it really (laughs) depends on on uh you know uh what we do and 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 this is what alex and i struggle with all the time we talk about you know how do we do this? Like I, I, we, throughout the process, there was lots of like, how are you going to do that? That, you know, people either who Uh read who read a script or something like that, or we explained it to them. They'd be like, I don't, I don't know how you do this in audio drama. And I was like, Okay, well let's figure it out. Why should that be the why should that be the end point of the conversation of like, well, I don't know how you do it, so let's mm-hmm. figure out let's figure out a more easier route. That doesn't that there's no innovation in that. There's no progress in that. There's nothing interesting in that. And and I don't mean to sound like a snob or an elitist in that way. I mean um, but, as a
0: as a listener, I totally get what you're saying, and I'm not gonna name names. Okay. But recently I sort of reflected back on some shows I watched when I, like, started my dive into podcasts and I realized that they're not actually that good.
1: No, and I I, (laughs) know... Like, either
0: they rely too much on narration or they leave too much to the imagination or they're just in this odd middle ground that doesn't exactly work. Right, And usually, in, like, probably any other genre, I would find what's the frequency really weird and confusing, <laughs> but because it's noir, I've gotten myself in the mindset of oh, there's a mystery here, and we're not gonna know it until Walter and Whitney start to stumble on it as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, we know a little because the the show description talks about Carmen and her husband and the Search for him, right? But
1: which I I couldn't figure out like how you knew that at first, and then I was like dummy, it's in your description on the website, and I was like yeah no I
0: I went to the website for something God knows what I can't remember now, but I went to the website and I was like Carmen Carmen that must be a character coming later, and it's like looking for Carmen's husband, and I was like Carmen's husband is a writer.
1: Yeah, Carmen... Writer
0: for Love, Honor, and Decay?
1: <laughs> Actually, to give you more insight into the script and, and getting back to, to writing a little bit is that um, Carmen was in the first episode, and that was one of the changes that got made was the first, first episode. We cut the last scene, which was with Whitney and Walter, which also had Carmen in it um, waiting for Walter when he got back from jail. Um, okay. And we would have gotten... Because I had this whole idea, like, I want to set up the premise of the show. I treated it like a TV pilot. Um, that in, mm-hmm. in a TV pilot, you need to introduce all your main characters. You need to set the um, th- what your goal is as a show and, and what your show is going to be about within the first episode. And then you sort of just riff from there. Um, so I, that was how I treated it. With the idea of also treating it like a horror film where I, I give you um, kind of like a stinger open. It's a soft stinger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plunged with, the axe yeah.
0: right into his skull. Yeah.
1: Brad was, I was there for that uh, take, actually. Uh, some of the L.A. actors I was able to sit with, and um, we unfortunately, I ruined a lot of their takes, uh, because Aww. I was either laughing or, you know, making some sort of noise, and I was going like, you know, yeah, that was great, and they're not done yet, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um... But you know that that the uh, the stinger wasn't there originally. It originally opened up with Walter and Whitney. Um, mm-hmm. we just, I'd gotten some notes, and uh, Alex it came down to Alex really usually, and Alex was just like, "I think you just I think you cut the Carmen scene out and you make it Walter Whitney so we can be with them a little more and then that's when mm-hmm. I got, that's when I got the idea for the ice cream uh, to, to to wrap around for the ice the cream. banana split. Yeah, that's when that came back in the rewrite, uh, which I thought was perfect. So I was like, all right, look, and it took me like, it really took, and I, I really, I don't mean to brag, but it took me very little time to, to come up with how to fix it. I, I'm, I'm at a point, like I said, like I've, I've kind of been doing this long enough that I can work much, much more quickly um, than I used to. So Alex gave me the notes and I within like a day or so, I had, I had my fix uh, for the scene and I added the stinger. I was like, the stinger actually is so much of a better idea because it gives everyone this sort of, um, uh, you know uh, preamble to the scene with Donald and it also gives everyone the false impression that um, that Detective Charles is mm-hmm. our is our lead um, and- I'll be
0: honest first time <laughs> I listened I was like this is I wasn't in the discord at that point I was just listening to the first episode because you dropped it early and I was like oh well this is Weird, not exactly what I thought from the trailers, and then it cuts to Walter in the office. So I was like, okay, this seems more in line with what I thought.
1: Exactly, no, exactly, and I and I wanted to do that. I, I'm not. I I, have to t- I have to tell you, and I give this advice to you and anybody is that if you're up for it, don't be afraid to, to piss everyone off. You know, um, I I I'll, I'll guarantee you that there are going to be people who like the show as it is right now. The best, the the only the only small bit of spoiler I can give anyone for what's ahead is that it's going to change and it's going to keep changing. It's going to evolve with you and hopefully it teaches you how to listen to it and how to how to continue mm-hmm. to listen to it. And uh, we have wild ideas. And I know I mean, for I'm fact,
0: super. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm super excited for those new and wild ideas. Yeah, because just in going back the first time i was already finding new things and i'm going back like again and again and again and still finding new things that i either wasn't thinking about at the time or just. that's the way i'm with film i i
1: i find film like that when i when i get into film and 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 i can do that with a film i it's the world to me so the know that someone else is able to kind of do that off of something that that you've written is um is really special and and i i i really dig that you your excitement for it makes me excited. So mm-hmm. um, and, and you get and, and you as 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 a supporter you actually get access to a lot of stuff that I think helps. Yeah. Um, helps you understand, you know, what the show's potential is and, and where are where we're okay going. Though the, 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 the first thing I put out, the poor Donald thing is, you know, I I can't say that's where we won't ever go, but it's certainly not, you know, we, we plan on, on being a lot more, uh, telling more story than, than maybe that. Uh It's, it's, it's a bit, you know, interpretive that that I, I put out, but, um, it, it has its own story. Um, and it, it, it cuts to the, to what I felt was the more core of the, of the, of the, uh, scene, um, and some of the nightmare of the scene, um. You know, you've you've had you you have a lot of pieces at this point to, to play with, and then now we have the second episode coming. And um, I think you guys are going to really have a lot to work with. The first season, we're going to spoil everybody and give you tons and tons and tons of audio. I have I have plans for more uh, more audio than than I've promised. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so I, that's a good place to be in, though. Like I yeah. think I think we're going to have a Halloween audio experiment that's separate from the audio experiment that you guys are. Um, uh, entitled to, so there might be two. um, It's a but one is going to be way more horror element. The other one is going to be a little bit more silly. Um, Mm -hmm. so those are things to look out for. (laughs) But um, I I, you know I hope I answered. I'm always
0: on the lookout. Anyway, go.
1: No, no, I I hope I hope that I answered some uh, some good questions for you. I hope that if you have any more questions, I don't have to go anywhere like just yet. So. Um, I
0: mean, uh, you've pretty much hit any question that I really wanted to ask. Okay. Uh, and it's you've given fair. me even more than I originally like thought I'd get going into this. Um, I'm a
1: talker. I'm a talker. I love talking. I yeah, <laughs> we, I, I... we
0: share that, you and I.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I, you know, you've you've been a blast, and, and like I said, you've been a blast. Um, throughout the Discord and uh, and and I certainly um, you know I'm, a, I'm at this point still you know no matter where my career goes I'm still at that point where everything you know somebody appreciating what you're doing and, and certainly to the level that, that you and maybe some of the others do uh, is so enduring that you know, it's like, it's no. already like, it's like almost like family. So it's like, you're like, you know, like, yeah. Bridget, I'll help you out. Yeah. 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 Whatever you need. Whatever you need. You I just let me out
0: again, I haven't like done anything with my, with my script or my idea, mm-hmm. but I have, I have felt that so much just like on the outlier of the community. Like the only people I talk to are people who would like jump to help me, do something or if I had an idea they'd be like oh tell me the idea and I will give you feedback right now (laughs) and that's (laughs) for for me for starting in this like I was listening to podcasts to fill up my free time and -hmm. then I started thinking you know I could do that that would be fun but I didn't know how to start and then I started interacting with like fandoms um the Wolf Three Fifty Nine fandom has been very formative in my podcast experience. That's great, and uh, the Greater Boston fandom too. Because I'm not I I'm not used to getting a lot of positive feedback from from like not not negative feedback. That's not exactly what I meant. I've got to format my thoughts. I'm not <laughs> used to getting feedback from a lot of the fandom or even the creators so uh like when i was first starting out i remember i finished season two of greater boston and i was like it can't end there (laughs) so i immediately turned around and i wrote a fanfic from mallory's point of view and i just slapped it on tumblr and i was like and then the first reblog it ever got was from the greater boston blog which then
1: Wait, which Followed one's your which me one's your tumbler?
0: After that.
1: Which one's your tumbler? Huh? Which one's your um, Tumblr?
0: My own little corner and chair.
1: Okay. I feel like yeah. I have had to have seen you around though, right? Have I ever reblogged you? I've had to have reblogged you.
0: I don't I don't know what your tumbler is.
1: What's the frequency. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> I don't have a personal one um at the moment. I I no, I didn't. I don't think I ever had one. I just I jumped onto Tumblr uh, because I knew that a lot of AD fans were there,
0: um, yeah. And
1: I wanted to be able to be available there, so uh, I I made a I made one uh, very very early on because I didn't know I didn't even know what the show was going to necessarily one hundred percent be called. I what what's the frequency was always a part of the script, um, and that was always a catch phrase for the characters for that for the madness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know what I was going to call it. And you know, we went with. Like we had the signal, we had mysterious signal, mysterious frequency, and what's the frequency was definitely there. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so I, I had a I had a, a page that was um, I think it, mysterious frequency, um, or mysterious signal, one of those two. Uh, and I started it, and I think we posted one or two things there, and then I abandoned it because we we came up with the real title, and then we kept we had all these other web pages that were WT frequency, and I was like. All right, we got to make a new one then, and uh, you know it wasn't e- it wasn't hard to abandon though because it was uh, you know maybe I only mm-hmm. had like one or two posts on it and uh, no one knew who the hell we were. So um, my, can I just point out I haven't really cursed at all this entire time, um, have I? So do you do you need me to curse at all? I mean no. Really? Okay.
0: It's you don't. I mean this you... show is rated explicit because I swear all the time. So oh, whatever. Okay. It doesn't really matter to me whether you curse or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, with uh, I'll, I'll give you one more bit uh, the, of um, it, it, just because I, I feel like I'm 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 bending your ear like really hard here. Uh, unless you you have another question for me.
0: Uh, I mean, no, not really. <laughs> We're in tangent <laughs> right, well, gonna... ter- territory now, but <laughs>
1: right, good, good. Okay, right, so I'll give you one more bit of behind the scenes stuff that uh, probably won't ever make it into. Um, uh, a director's commentary, anything like that. Uh, so I had a different. I had a team in place uh, back, probably as early as January. I was starting to put a team together of people that I wanted to be uh, on my show. Like as far as not actors, just behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. Alex was the first one to come aboard, and, and I I jumped up and down because I, I really didn't know. I I had assumed that it was going to have to be me doing the sound design, mm-hmm. um, and I was dreading having you do everything on the show. <laughs> And so I told him about it, and he was like, "I kind of told him about it. I wasn't I didn't really hem and haw about it, but he he was like, oh, he i 'I'll do, I'll do, I'll do the sound design if you want.' And I was like, would you?' You know? And I uh, I got really excited, um, and I, I really, really, genuinely was excited. It's almost like you'd expect me to be like just somebody like a stranger who got their favorite sound designer to work on their show. I was like, ah! and I was like, you know, calling up my wife and like, Alex said yes, and she's like, yeah. He's like your brother. <laughs> why wouldn't he help you? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, I was just worried he's too busy. Um, but I had, a, I had two other people in place, and I, I won't necessarily discuss them or, or, or why they left, but they left. Um, I was going to have two other writers on the show, and um, each of them left for their own reasons, and, and neither of them were, were great reasons uh, as far as like them being <laughs> warm feelings, mm-hmm. but none of them in the sense of like we're you know, it ended up being um, detrimental to the relationship, so all that right. wasn't that wasn't uh, really a problem in that case. But um, mm-hmm. I'm really lucky now uh, that I've I've sort of rebuilt a new team because I have Alex, I have me, I have my composer, who's amazing, amazing composer uh, Kurt Zienelson, and um, and then I also have an artist who's my brother-in-law. Uh, that's how I, I'm able to come up with any art at all. Um, because, uh, as I understand it, it's not okay to ask artists to provide you uh, work for the idea of promotion, which, you know, I don't know. I know it's a touchy subject, and I, I have two artists that live in this house with me, and they have very distinct opinions on it as well, uh, and I w- all I will say is that all three of us were of the mind that of the unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, you know, I, you know, because I, I I see it as no one's making any money here, you know if 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 you want your if you want your stuff out there and, and I want my stuff out there and and we can make a mutual beneficial sort of thing, and that's what happens mm-hmm. for the actors. That's what happens for everybody. everyone works for uh, free at first, and if you're established, then yeah, you deserve your money unless you don't want money, and then you know because you're cool and you're kind, then you know, yeah then that's it, but you know, you know, but everybody on the show is promised. Uh, something. If we can get the Patreon campaign up farther, then you know we're def- we that's the first and foremost. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of shows that put the paying the actors like at the top of the mm-hmm. of their scale. We have it a lot lower um, because of where we feel on that subject. As far as like, no, we want to get the money now mm-hmm. um, and as soon as possible. We just want to cover our fees first and and maybe yeah. create a little bit of a uh, little bit of. Of like a of a slush fund so that we were able to like maybe buy somebody a mic or we're able to 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 do something on the fly like pay for a ticket somewhere to go to a convention so you know that's where that first hundred dollar limit covers us but you know now I have this team of like you know we have Reagan Reagan I brought her on um, and uh, as, as you understand now, Reagan at some point was like, I'm, don't, I'm not like offended, but I don't know why you haven't asked me to write anything on the show yet. And I was like, well, I was like, well, Reagan, I wrote the whole damn thing. And I was like, I had somebody, I had people as writers on the show and they dropped out on me. And I was like, I just thought I was on my own. But yeah, if you'd like to write something, you know, you are absolutely welcome to. I respect you the utmost. So she's actually already been assigned a couple of tasks, um, but she's also handling our, our community relations. And I have somebody who handles our marketing, which is Claudia, um... And she's also on the show as a voice actress. But Claudia is freaking out of sight amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think I could say enough good things about her. And I, I believe in her 100% as an actress and as, as, as our marketing uh, manager. Um, and then we also have um, Melissa uh, Peterson. And she does our um, – she comes up with our gifts. Now, I haven't given her any specific tasks as of, as of yet because she's somebody who's also giving her, her talents for free and mm-hmm. she kind of came in late in the game she volunteered herself so i feel very weird about going like hey Melissa, could you give me some art <laughs> you know for free because i'm not going to pay you at all or anything like that and she's been super 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 supportive of us already so she's done some work for us um and not gotten paid anything and i feel awful about that so um but yeah so we have a really strong team now and i i feel i feel like everything worked out for the best we lost mm-hmm. two members. I was just, I was like distraught because I was like, we're only down to me and Alex and that's it. in the production end. And, you know, our music guy is our music guy. He's not, he's just did the theme and, 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 uh, for right now and, and has just done the theme. Maybe down the line he'll, he'll be free to, to do some more scoring. But, um, it's just Alex and I. So I, you know, to kind of be able to put some people after the fact was, was really good. And, and we needed to do that because we needed to come out two weeks early because of the, 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 not, was it two weeks early? Was it really two weeks? No, it was a week um was it we, yeah because we the 20th? the 20th yeah uh we came up with a oh, with okay. a trailer a week before that thinking we were two weeks away from our our launch so i was like all right drop the last trailer which was a very linear trailer so yeah with uh with with we needed to drop because we just the, the the trailer that i dropped in september uh had charted us and i was like huh <laughs> so i was like alex we're at like Alex had us at, like, 30-something on the charts, on the performing arts, and we were on the arts chart at, like, 140-something. And I was freaking out. (laughs) I was like, what? This wasn't supposed to happen? Um, And so I was like, Alex, the first episode's ready. We're dropping early. And he was like, no. And I was like, Alex, come on. Think about it. And to his credit, he was like, okay, and um, so then we immediately just started making plans on what to do from there. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was a scramble. It was hard. It was hard scramble because we, we, we had everyone geared up for the 20th, and then we dropped it and way early, and uh, there was a lot to do uh, to get everything prepared and ready. So, you know, anywhere. For, and, by, and by the way, it's just so everyone knows, uh, whoever listens to this, Brad C. Wilcox, not Brad Wilcox. It's Brad C. Wilcox, has to be. Um, for the sheer fact of uh, just there are too many Brad Wilcoxes that you could confuse him with. So Fair enough. We need it to be C. So we screwed that up twice. We put his, him in the credits twice without the C, and, he, you know, it's, it's, doesn't, it's not, not very helpful to him. Uh, so <laughs> that's as much as I'm going to say about that on him because I don't need to make his life miserable. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, that's, that, that those are all the things that I can think of to ramble on. Now, granted, I can keep going and going and going, Um, But there there has to be an end point at some point, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I do have, I have one question to end this on, and I think I know what the answer will be. Okay. I'm going to do my outro first. So this has been episode eight with James Oliva.
1: (laughs) Yay! Thank you. Who
0: has been honestly amazing. I was not expecting him to say yes. (laughs) I really wasn't. I wasn't expecting you to get that. That fast either. Like I sent that while I was in class, and I, like, twenty minutes later, I was walking back, and you'd like you just sent the email like ten minutes after, and I was like, "What is this wizardry?"
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I move quick. You got to know that. I just I'm I I don't I don't I don't belabor anything. So
0: yeah. So uh, next week, we'll I'm gonna go back to probably hopefully a regular format episode after two weeks of just bucking the format. But to end it, James, I want to ask you one very important question. Yes, please. What's the frequency?
1: Oh, what is the frequency? Um, hmm. You know what? I I will give you this much is that at some point somewhere in this season you will you will definitely find out what yeah, you'll find out what the frequency is. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think you will. I think I, I there there are two there are two answers to that question and both of them one is a one is uh a sly bit of a mystery that that if you look for it you'll find it and the other one is more literal uh of of what the frequency what's happening. Maybe you won't know like exactly which frequency, but I you'll know. You'll know. I I'll, I'll say this, you'll know. You'll know some degree or another. You'll know. Hopefully right. that answers. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's more of an answer than I was expecting, and I'm really happy now because you know I'm gonna look for it.
1: I. That's why I said that. I I know you were gonna look for it, and I I wanted to give you something to do. So, you will. Right. You, will you will have to look for that nugget somewhere, and you'll 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 have your uh-huh. answer. One of your. Answers.
0: I mean, you know, I'll lo- I'm still looking for stuff in the first episode.
1: <laughs> keep looking. <laughs> there are things in that first episode that 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 you know I keep discovering in performance and sound design and whatnot so yeah i i'm with you i listen to it as a fan myself and and that seems somewhat you know egotistical but i uh i don't I know mean, I, I, don't, I enjoy it
0: i don't see it that way uh, one you're gonna be your harshest critic but two you also have to love your own work otherwise why are you doing it <laughs>
1: It's because so many people are involved, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just me anymore. It's it's the mm-hmm. actors that have interpreted the roles, and in some ways they didn't give me exactly what I thought I would get, and I got something better, or that I got yeah, something that I was like, oh,
0: well. Yeah, something I picked up from uh, talking with uh, Gabrielle and Sarah from Wolf, too, is yeah. they like what they write sometimes, but then the actors come in and just make it better
1: yeah yeah and then you know have alex's sound design so you start putting everything together and and you can just sit back for a moment and really be a fan even though you know like you know i'm the one who put it all together i see how the sausage is made but you know when i look at the finished product i hear the finished product i don't hear the, the bits and the pieces so yeah yeah it's really cool